Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. How you doing, Kenton? Good. I'm yeah? good. Yes, I'm, uh, you know, I watched 15 hours of Apple presentations <laughs> and I'm ready to talk about it. How about you? Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to talk about the, the WWDC uh, uh, <laughs> announcements, I guess. And there was a few things. I guess the big one, of yeah. course, was the Apple Vision Pro. They're, everyone's calling it a VR headset, but it's really AR is what they're talking about. So we'll talk about that. Uh, and there's some other things I thought was inter- were interesting in that in that announcement that we'll touch on. Um, but and of course we'll do some some uh, some recommendations and that kind of thing. But I have been watching old movies. I've been really on an old movie kick. Uh, and so I watched last night uh, Notorious, uh, oh, Alfred right. Hitchcock film. Cary Grant. Yeah. Um, what's her name in it? I always forget her name. Bergman. Ingrid Bergman. Um, it's really good. It's a really, really good movie. And I, I just am starting to really have an appreciation for these older black and white films that I never really watched as a kid or as a younger person anyway. Yeah, I watched, I took, um, uh, George Tolls, uh, famous university professor in Winnipeg who teaches film studies at U of M. And I took his introduction to film and Notorious was one of the films yeah. that we watched and discussed. It's a great film. It's not my all time favorite Alfred Hitchcock film, but it's a great Alfred Hitchcock film. And um, anything with Alfred that Alfred Hitchcock directed with Cary Grant is is pretty good. And Cary Grant is shockingly great in a variety, like uh, lots of old movies in a variety of roles, but all in which he kind of plays himself, which yeah. is interesting. Uh, yeah, I love Cary Grant though. Like when you watch those films, and my, actually my father had a Cary Grant story where he went to see Cary Grant came to Winnipeg to promote one of his films. And he apparently did a, a one man, they screened a film at, at the Met theater downtown and, uh, and Cary Grant came to answer questions about the film and stuff. Although I don't know which film. And I said to my dad, what did people ask him? Or what did he say? And my dad said, all he could remember is Cary Grant going, I like a Cinnaboyne park. It's a wonderful park. I went there today. Like, so I (laughs) So at some point, Cary Grant was in a Cinnaboyne Park. Nice. Which I, th- I think of it every time I go into that park. That's anyway. awesome. I'll think of it too now. That's great yes. story. Yes. That's I'm cool. Glad, I'm glad you like the film, though. Are you going to watch yeah. more Alfred Hitchcock? Yes. And not only that, I didn't even, wasn't even aware that it actually came up on Tubi. I've been seeing a lot of cool stuff coming up on Tubi. And um, I didn't even realize it was Alfred Hitchcock until I started watching the credits roll and said, oh, yes, this is Alfred Hitchcock. Mm. And this is, but it's early. It's like 46. So it's fairly yeah. early on. Like it's way before Psycho or any of the stuff he really like got famous for. And so you could tell that. But it's so different from other films of that time. Like he moves the camera differently. He zooms in a lot. He does a lot of different things that are really interesting. And you're right about Cary Grant. I also watched the Philadelphia story recently. Oh, so um, good. And that's, that's, but it's also like a completely different movie than Notorious. And it's like a like completely different tone but he's yeah. he's amazing but yes kind of the same person somehow in these yes. two different roles it's so yes. weird like always plays himself but in a variety of comedic and non-comedic like, role and it's in the situation yeah. it's like whatever situation Cary yeah. grant is in this is what he is so yeah i definitely will watch yeah. more of his. Is, his is north by northwest him yes north by northwest is fantastic all right and that's also, the one i have right here i'll watch oh, that one next see. yeah bringing up baby is one of ah. the great comedies of all time. He all right. is stellar. And it's so <laughs> it's so wacky and ridiculous that you can't you just give in at a certain point to go there. <laughs> like this is so like it's so madcap and it, and it's such madcap insanity. And right. yet you're along for the ride. It's ridiculous. Awesome. It's like it's almost like an airplane. Almost like an airplane. Not quite there, but close enough. Well, I will definitely check that out. I'll put that on the list and let you know when I when I watch it. Yeah, okay, now that we finished talking great. about old movies, let's talk about new technology. Maybe I'll be able to watch North by Northwest on a Apple Vision Pro in VR and it can make the screen appear in front of me, uh, oh. which was uh, the big selling point. What were your thoughts overall about this keynote? Well, it's all about the headset, the VR headset. I thought like, I, yeah, hey, there was other interesting things leading up to it. I shouldn't. You know, I shouldn't say that there wasn't, but I, but after watching it, um, I was surprised. Like when I heard there was a VR headset, I thought this is nothing until I watched the keynote and I was sort of in equal measure wowed by the technology at the same time. Uh, I thought it would be a nightmare, a futuristic nightmare that we're headed toward. <laughs> I, Definitely I was, a 
Yes. No, I was just going to say, I just stopped. Like, I'm surprised at the impact that it had on my mind. I, I definitely had a few movies come to mind during the, during this. Yeah. And I'll, I'll probably reference them. I've got a lot of notes here. Yeah, uh, go ahead. But the first thing I noticed, and maybe I actually haven't watched one of these. We haven't actually discussed one of these on the podcast for quite a long time. Because this is really the only one to really make an impact in a wall. Updates. We see the iOS updates. Say, oh, look at this. I can do cool. And who cares about that stuff? But I, I noticed for one thing that it wasn't uh, a live presentation. It was a pre pre-produced video. The entire thing was there was no live audience at all. They even made a point of showing like Tim Cook in front of an empty auditorium, which is which was definitely virtually built. Everything those people that was all shot in a green screen studio and everything around them was virtual. Maybe that was the point. Maybe maybe there was there was something to that. But I thought it was weird. And I went back and looked, and it was not the first time they've done this. The last year's uh, WWDC was also like this, which pandemic. I assume they did because of the pandemic. Yeah, that makes sense. But they're they're sticking with it. They're sticking with this format. They're keeping it pre-produced. They're going the route of Nintendo, who's been doing this for a few years now with their pre-produced videos, just announcing it all. But one big long video we're watching together, right? That's it. And even the press didn't seem to know. I was looking at some live blogs, and it's like, oh, it doesn't look like there'll be live presentations, says this one here. And like, oh. So they didn't know what they're doing. They just sat in, a, in an auditorium and watched a video together. And I thought the media production was excellent. Like, well, some of it was. You yeah, didn't think right. so? It, I no, it was. It, yeah. I thought that the, some of the voice, I thought that Craig Federini's, whatever that guy's name yeah. is, his voice, I think he did had to come back and do some uh, For sure. voiceover uh, work there because it sounded like that was that was done. What do they call that again? I always forget Holy. what it's called. Holy, yes, he had to come in and voice it, but it, you redo the lines, right, where you voice it over and and uh, imagine it up because the mic wasn't working when he was actually recording it or something. Like that's that that sounded like that's what happened there. Okay, uh, but the other thing that I noticed that was interesting is that we start with this. It starts with this video, this inspiring video of this guy like chasing a bubble. It's his idea. He's got to chase. He's got to find his idea. And you see all these other people with all their other ideas. And this is the world with all our ideas. And we're all using Apple products. This is all fun. And then <laughs> at the end of it, it opens on this like this rainbow. And I, I'm like, is this like reading Rainbow? It really did feel like a children's TV show for a second. And we see Tim Kick walking out. He, he, this is like Mr. Rogers. He looks like Mr. Rogers right now in this environment. It was so weird and surreal to see that. I think that was a. Uh, I think that was for Pride. Yes, I, I agree. Yes, I, yes, that's correct. That's probably I, what it was, and I should have known. Right. But in that moment, I'm like, oh, it's the reading Rainbow. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. His vibe has definitely become more Mr. Rogers yes. in recent years. But, um, you know, I like him. I, I like him and I've grown I've grown uh, accustomed to the others, let's just say. Okay. Well, there Who was, was a lot the of guy? new faces, though, in this one, I thought. There was They're Craig right. yeah. and I think I, everybody yeah. else was new. I don't think I recognize any other faces except for Craig Federighi. I always mess up his last name. Um, and then as far as like I kind of made notes as far as like, you know, I didn't really listen to all the stuff about the Max. Uh, one thing I thought was hilarious when they talked about the iOS, so iOS 17, which I guess is coming in the fall, so this is not even going to be around anytime soon, but it's coming in the fall, is they have this live voicemail feature. Did you hear that? Yeah. So now you can screen you can screen your calls in live time, just with, like we did back in the 80s and 90s with answering machines. It's like they just did all this work to bring us back to the answering machine again. <laughs> you can sit there and listen to the person talk in real time. But I have to point out that feature is available to everyone except me, thanks to goddamn Rogers. Oh. Every single time I get new, the iPhone, I'm like, can I have my visual voicemail back? They're like, yes, you can. Don't you worry. And I'm still stuck with the lousy one that Rogers supplies. Well, it's I'm not, stuck with like, it too then because I'm on Rogers as well. Do you have that? No, but they offer it. I'm just, for whatever reason, uh, every time I request it, I say I want it. It never kicks in. And, and hey, you tell me what's going on. I don't know what's going on, but I, I check to make sure I'm not paying for it. And I'm not. And I've requested it three times now in three years. And I'm like, I give up. I don't even know what you're talking about. I just use regular, whatever voicemail they use. Somebody call, in the rare occasion that somebody actually calls my phone and leaves a message, yeah, I call rare. the voicemail and I listen to it and I delete it. Yes. And it's funny because during the presentation where he's like, now we're going to talk about three apps you use every day. And I looked at those three apps and goes, I want, I use one of those every day. The other two, not yeah. so much. I don't use the message or I don't use the um, FaceTime ever because no. nobody, like never, nobody else I know has an iPhone or if I do, I don't care to 
I don't, there's too many other things that offer an alternative to FaceTime that I can do. Like even Facebook itself is, is that right. It has that service. So there's the, I don't have FaceTime and the phone app. I don't really use very much because I don't actually talk on my phone. I text on my phone as, as do most of us. So that they, they got into some of the text features, which I thought were kind of interesting. Uh, what do I got here? Oh, the check-in, that safety check-in thing, which is kind of nice uh, if you live somewhere where you're not sure of your safety and that's, that's an increasing problem in some parts yeah. of the world. Uh, that is kind of nice to be able to say, okay, I'm here. Uh, this is where I'm going to be. And if I go missing, you can find my body, uh, that kind of stuff. I have um, to point out, there used to be an app that was designed to be a Facebook competitor. When Facebook was shitty and mobile, uh, an app came along called Path. And Path was a mobile version, a better version of Facebook, which of course wasn't successful because they didn't have the user base that allowed you to tell people like to check in, to check out, going to sleep, sleep, awake, that let you do that with a click of a button. So I, I also thought it was kind of funny that, and by the way, what's better than a stalker hacking into your check-in <laughs> to see okay, where okay. you are, well, you know, that, like, and, and encrypted Kenton, don't you know? It says, I don't know what that means, but I trust that it means that a, a stalker can't find a way to get yeah. in. As That's long as they don't believe. have your password for find my iPhone, you'll be. That's you'll right. Be, as long as they don't have my thumb. I still use my thumbprint on my phone, by the way. I still have an old school thumb one. As long oh, as you have my thumb, yeah. I And I prefer that to the face one. Um, so I'll have my face cut off. <laughs> you'll have your thumb cut off so somebody can get in. I'll have my face yeah. cut off so somebody can get in. Uh, they added some live stickers, which look cool. Uh, so you can make fun oh. little animated stickers with like actual photos. So that that seems like a fun thing to do. Yeah, I said, uh, <laughs> I said, who gives a shit about stickers? Uh, I said to Caroline, and then fast forward us sending stickers to each other four thousand times a day because they are actually kind of fun. Yeah, it's you get you run yeah. out of emojis really quick, and you sometimes yeah. can't find something. And I mean, it's it's just another way to interact with your friends, <laughs> not in yeah. person. And that seemed to be the theme of all this, I think, is interacting with your friends not in person. Um, and then we went to oh yes, they even made the joke about autocorrect. So autocorrect is going to be better with machine learning, Kenton, but not AI. They I think they were very very careful not to use those two letters in any of this presentation, as far as I could tell, uh, yeah. because they talked about machine learning for autocorrect, and they said and when you just want to write the ducking word, uh, so apparently this will now just say the f bomb for you, and it won't try to autocorrect to ducking as it always has. So that was kind of a funny uh, joke at their own expense. They but, did not. You're right. I think it's important that we point out they did not say AI, but AI by any other name is still AI. And uh, they just they just don't want to call it that. No. Um, and so machine learning is Apple's AI and it's it is AI. <laughs> so it's funny that they're avoiding it. They, I mean, their research must show us must must uh, say that people don't like the term AI. They like the term machine. Oh, learning I'm sure. Better. I'm sure that's. Yeah, yeah. I don't I think any. Yeah, uh, you know, all publicity, publicity is good publicity. What do they say? You should know, you're a PR instructor. There's no such Any, thing as well, bad publicity. They, they say there's no such thing as bad publicity, but there certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> but it can help you, is the point. Bad publicity can help. Um, a couple other things they had here, the uh, name drop, which is basically you tap your phone to to get somebody else's contact information. That's been in Android for years, I think. It's always been around. They're just kind of catching up. A lot of this stuff was like that. A lot of the stuff was catching up to Android with some of these things. Like uh, I, I said here, Siri catches up to Alexa, which means that basically, you know, Siri will um, can do all the stuff. You don't have to say, hey, Siri, every time. You can just right. say Siri and it'll it'll listen to you. And probably a lot of the other things it'll do. Um, journaling is not for me. How about you, no. Kenton? You start journaling on your iPhone? I, I uh, stopped the presentation. I paused the presentation at that point and, and to go get something to eat because I was like, this looks good. This looks interesting. And then I came back. I was like, nope, <laughs> it's not interesting. <laughs> it's not interesting. But at least I have a sandwich now. <laughs> That's yeah. right. The rest of the presentation went very nice. Let me say that. <laughs> That's right. Oh, way better. It goes down easy with a sandwich. But uh, um, yeah, no, the journaling. I mean, I get it. But I mean, our photographs are like our journal now. You just go back and... Like, yeah, oh, and, and I, I guess yeah. a lot of in a lot of ways the social media apps we use as well. Like Facebook yeah. wants to tell me Facebook's always trying to tell me what happened in the past, and I'm like, I don't care. 
Facebook, yeah. what happened in the past. But that kind of stuff, yeah, that, that's available everywhere. I like the adapt the adaptive audio. I like that segment where the guy was walking down the street and all the other stuff is happening to him. He st- stops to talk to his friend and you get the marching band behind him and all that. That was fun. I enjoyed that whole thing. Uh, and it's cool, even though I'm not willing to spend 250 bucks on a pair of AirPods to get it. No. So, that's Nor it. am the, I. No, so let the price come down on that, I guess, and then eventually, yeah. but probably not. I honestly... I'm not really that into like it's nothing wrong with just taking out my ear earbuds. I still have my like old school Apple earbuds with a cord and an adapter at the end, so it can go into the bottom of my phone. And it's like this is yeah. what I use, and it's fine. I can just take my earbuds out if somebody's walking. <laughs> oh, and by the way, this is where I should mention that uh, comedian Dane Cook tweeted during the presentation. Maybe it's just me, but I like wires, and I and I instantly liked that tweet. I was like, he is right. Dane Cook is right. <laughs> Well, <laughs> to me, the wire is the evidence that it will work, right. that I'm not going to have to fool around with it, that it's not going to cut in and cut out, or that the AirPod is going to fall out of my ear, which is a major problem that I've and got is, with the shape of those iPods. For sure. And that that's the, the what for they're trying to prevent. They're trying to prevent you from taking the AirPods out when yeah. you see a friend. You don't have to do, you know, just leave them in your ears all the time. And then you don't have to worry about it. You'll never lose them if you don't touch them. Uh, that's kind of their philosophy there. So I thought it was kind of neat. And I did also like, uh, when we got into the Apple TV stuff, um, <laughs> they, I said, find the remotes. So they have a fi- an app that will help you find your Apple TV remote, which is always de- – I've lost a lot of those over the years, so much so that I've stopped using Apple TVs. Um, and uh, and also like the uh, – but I did like the continuity camera idea where you can use your phone, uh, the camera on your phone in conjunction with Apple TV – to talk to somebody uh, in in like a video call, which is very, very cool. So that is is a neat feature that I probably will use. Yeah, there's some cool connectivity stuff, I have to say, that Apple and maybe no one else can really do. Um, Just just by virtue of the uh, adoption of the technology. If you have a lot of this stuff, like I, I have it accidentally, right? Like you buy a phone, you get a you get a Mac laptop through work. You uh, oh Apple TV, I need it for streaming, and then you start realizing how they work together, and you can never do without one of them again. At that yeah, point, yeah, except very you can, Apple, and many people well, do. <laughs> you you know that's true, but for for like you don't mind seeking it out and figuring it out, whereas lots of people do. Lots right. of people just go like, it's gonna work. I'm gonna bring it home. I'm gonna hold it up to my laptop and it'll tell me what to do and it and it simplifies it and i think um i think for a lot of people that's the key and i and and for me too like i could do all of that stuff like when i see roku and i know you have one i think yeah that's cool like i'd like to see how that works but in the end i'm lazy and the faster way for me to do it is to spend a little more money on an apple tv and go Plug it in and go, there it is. It works per, I, like I have to spend zero time doing it. Yeah, that. and that's, I mean, that's the big yeah. selling feature. And Apple is all about that. And this whole presentation was all about, like, this is the experience you get in an Apple world. This, this yeah. nobody else can offer this. And they were very clear about this. The next thing in the, on the list, which is the Vision Pro. I skipped over all the watch stuff. I don't care about the watch. Um, they uh, did, the, the watch Pro. had one thing. The what? watch had one thing that was cool, and it was just the way it scrolls now. It looks like a bubble or something. Okay. At a certain point, I went like, oh, okay, that looks cool, but I, I'm still not going to go buy one. I don't want a watch. I don't want to wear a watch, so I'm not going to buy well, it. Well, now I think with the Apple Vision Pro, if you just can put a virtual watch on your wrist and it'll <laughs> look like it's there when you walk around looking like awesome with this thing on your head. Uh, okay, yeah. so this is the big The main and event. I, the main so I event. I came into this. I didn't know anything about this. I did not know yeah. this was happening. I, I saw all the reaction to it first. Yeah. One of the first things I saw when this happened was the price and the reaction from a yeah. bunch of people. I don't know if this was at the event. Maybe it was of all the press watching live uh, while they're watching the thing. And then the price comes up and the whole crowd goes, oh, like, oh, my God, that's so much. Like $3,500 is a lot for this kind of thing. Or- uh, given how much like similar looking devices go for, right? As far as like, you know, um, Oculus and that kind of stuff. Oh, hey, according to Tim Cook, it only costs $34.99. <laughs> Starts at $34.99 yeah, is what he yeah, said. Yeah, but So that's the base note, model. Yeah, but also note that it sounds like, when you say it, $34.99. <laughs> it's not $3,500. It's yeah. $34.99. I, I, yeah. I, I can't help but point out that Tim Cook, <laughs> and, in the, and then in the range of publicity he did, 
He loves saying $34.99 because it okay. does not sound as expensive as $35, almost $4,000. Right. Yes. But it's very clear that at that price point, this is not something meant for the masses. This is something meant for rich people, corporations, people who want to get into the technology and try it out and play around with it. It does look cool. I admit, once they got into it and started showing what it can do, I'm like, yeah, okay, this is Ready Player One. This is all yeah. kinds of different movies. But this is like, you know, it's it's basically, you know, those those displays in Marvel movies where they like Tony Stark brings up the thing and he's going boop, 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 and he's moving stuff around. It lets you do that, but you only get to see it because you have the thing on your head but that's really the only thing so tony stark would have to have something implanted in his head for him to be able to see that stuff but that's what this is it's the beginning of that technology where we have like displays up on front of us that we can touch and make no mistake it will be for the masses at a certain point yeah. it'll get it'll come around and because what we see now is the big heavy version of what will be light and light as a feather version eventually and i see uh sweatshops full of people <laughs> wearing these on their heads like that's where my while they build goes. apple products while right. they build these to ship out to the rest of the world oh my god kenton you're absolutely right yes that's what that's what that's, that's what, what this is all about is, is, is the making bleak, the workers happy yeah the bleak future that i saw oh apple's first, my first client for this will but, be itself it's gonna be buying a bunch of these from itself to, to put on its workers but, heads but i have to say the technology you're right it's ready player one it is um, it's like the eye sensors alone. I like, I don't even, it's the level of technology that that is thing is doing. And then showing people, not your actual eyes looking through there, but the eyes that the sensors are seeing and then reversing and then broadcasting on the thing on the, on the other, other side yeah. that people are looking at. It's insanity. Like that level of technology at this stage, it blew my mind. It feels like their eyes are slightly bigger in that version. Yes. It just looks like they're like when you're wearing glasses that are super thick glasses that make your eyes bigger a little bit. That's kind of what it looks like when the, it's on. And, it's, and it has different modes. So like it's in the, when you're looking at something or doing something, it's like clouded. But then when somebody walks up to you, it, it like automatically unclouds and shows you their, shows them your eyes and you can see them. So it does that kind of stuff. I bet you those modes can be turned off. I'm certain those modes can be turned off. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to be bugged. Don't don't bother it's me. But just think about that technology and the years of work that went into that alone. Yes. It's unbelievable. Shocking. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool to see all that stuff on display and see how, how it works. Um, I said that like when they talked about peering into the memories. So if you record a memory and watch oh. back a memory, that's like that's strange days is what that is. That's what the movie oh. when, when Ray Fiennes puts that thing in his head and can relive the memories yeah. of his dead girlfriend. Uh, I was just watching uh, a time cop actually. And there's another, there's a part in that where Jean-Claude Van Damme watches movies of his dead girlfriend. Um, so, or his dead wife rather. So, uh, so we can do <laughs> that. That's coming with this. We can watch our, our memories. Okay. Um, but but to be able to watch our memories, Apple showed us something horrible, which was the creepy dad wearing it, recording it in the first place. And he's and so they show the kids playing or whatever or whatever it is the kids are doing. And there's creepy dad in the corner wearing a headpiece, sm grinning in a in a not good way, in a way that if this were an after school special, we'd be afraid <laughs> of this guy and and uh, and just like grinning ear to ear. And um, and I thought of Albert Brooks movie called uh, real. What's it called? Real life. I think it's called where people agree to have <laughs> to have their lives recorded by people with cameras on their heads. And it's like, by definition, that's going to impact the memory that you're seeing. Exactly. So yes. I thought I don't think the kids are going to naturally sit there. They're going to go. Why are you wearing that on your head, daddy? Right. That's well, it depends the memory on how slim this gets. It depends on how slim this thing gets. Right now, yes. But the way right. it looks right now, it basically looks like you're wearing ski goggles, yeah. which are, are were very large and, and obtrusive. <laughs> but you think about how slim the Google Glass, which was a flop for that very reason, right? People didn't like it that other people were walking around with cameras on their heads, even though we all walk around with cameras in our pockets now. But the, just having it out visible to everybody, most people do not like that. So... 
I don't think these are ever going to become popular in the mass. Like people are just going to be wearing it around town, or or if you are, people are going to become very guarded and, and kind of like, ah, oh, don't look, don't record me. They're never going to talk to you if they think they're being recorded, right? So there's there's that issue around it. Yeah, like um, you're you're the creep who's recording me right now and who's going to watch the memory back later. Right, Ugh. right. Like talking Yuck. to stalkers, right? Ta- stalker <laughs> would have a good time with this thing, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> so the and and. Uh, but but when they, they didn't really show that kind of stuff, they showed it like people using it by themselves in their home, you know, watching movies, which very much looks cool, you know, especially when you make it look like you're on a beach somewhere or whatever. Like you can watch Star Trek in on an alien planet. All that stuff yes. looks super cool. I can't wait to try that. That looks super neat. And, I mean, and the- you're right. You're right. But maybe the, the technology that should be afraid of this is televisions. Possibly. Possibly. Because this is a screen, right? It's a big it is. It's a virtual and movie screen. theaters and movie theaters. Definitely, that, movie theaters should be worried. Apple, I would say so. To create a TV for 30 years, but couldn't get the okay from the networks for the content because they everybody knew that Apple was just going to steal everything that belonged to them, so they wouldn't agree to it. Yeah. So they solved the problem by taking the TV out of the equation and giving us a virtual movie theater. Yeah, and building Crazy. the content. Basically, they put it, poured so much money into Apple TV Plus with all that stuff, and it seems to be working. It seems to be gaining traction, certainly winning a lot of awards. Uh, I've activated my second three-month free trial now, so I'm going to catch up on... Now that I saw the reactions to the Ted Lasso finale, I'll probably I'll finally watch the third season of Ted Lasso. Uh, I always I always miss out. I always want to wait till after it's all done now. I never want to be a part of it. <laughs> What is happening? Um, but yeah, this all looks very cool. But again, you couldn't have that experience with other people in the room. Everybody would have to have their own set of glasses, right? So you couldn't watch a movie. That being said, you could do it if we were all in different places. So like in a situation like the pandemic, if we had another pandemic, knock on wood, uh, it would be, you know, we could sit and pretend like we're together and watch a movie. Although I don't know if that how well that went over during the pandemic, but that could happen. Disney is getting behind this. We saw Bob Iger. Is he still the CEO of Disney? I thought he, came he was back. out. Came he back. came back? Oh. Yeah. He came back to fix all the problems the other person created. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Although, oh, man, that's funny. I think he was a fan of The Mandalorian, so I think we're okay. <laughs> Good. I'm glad about that. That's the thing I was afraid of. <laughs> and that was, my, I think, my peak level of excitement during this presentation is when they started showing Mandalorian stuff yeah. on this display and going, oh, yes. man, that would be so cool to be able to see it uh, like that. So that kind of stuff gets me really excited. But, yeah, like, 3,500, no. I also have to say that the thing that I would not really care that much for but I think is huge is the sports, what they showed in terms of sports where you see the game, you can you can loop around the game, you can see whatever view you want. To the left, you've got player stats. And player, like the 3D player standing to the left, oh my God. I, when I saw that, I thought a sports fan will not be able to say no to this. This is, it's... It's a front, it's a front row seat for every event. It's It really is. But I th- also think the downside is what you just pointed out, which is part of watching TV as a group, as a family, is not being blocked out from people. They the, the presentation did not do a convincing job of how that would work and how would we be able to all enjoy it together other than you can see a weird hologram of my eyes <laughs> when we're talking. Yeah. Like, how is that going to, how can you connect these devices and what then what are we seeing when we, can we look over at each other and see each other watching the film? Yeah, yeah. I think that's you're right, and, and uh, I think that's probably coming with the cheaper versions, right? So right now they're not they're not looking to sell it to those people. They're going to sell the single experience, single user experience, and how awesome it is, and let people buy it and let it filter through a little bit, and then the next version will be cheaper. I feel like they're saying Apple Vision Pro, and there's going to be just an Apple Vision of just a cheap version of something like this with just one aspect of it. Like, I mean, even thinking about the video game possibilities alone are insane, right? Like this is like a other, another level of video gaming. So that, that they barely even touched on They like their stupid Apple arcade who cares about that stuff, but yeah. they could uh, actually make a go of it and compete with other platforms like Nintendo and stuff. So there's, there's a lot to unpack here, a lot of potential for this. Also, I had a question too, that I don't believe this addressed, but maybe maybe I missed something. They showed the guy, uh, the guy, the poor fellow at work who has to wear it all day, um, shows up and it links to his laptop, and so you can see what's on your laptop oh, on yeah. your AR. Okay, so here's my question: Can I 
if I have, or if I don't have Word on my laptop, I just wanna see somebody show me. Type, type out a story in the ver on the virtual keyboard. Can you do that? Can you just have a Word document that exists in, the, in VR that you use an invisible keyboard to, to type on to create okay. it and then save it? Like a teleprompter, like, you mean? Like, no, no, I'm saying like, so I'm, I've got this device on, I don't have a screen nearby, maybe I don't even have my laptop nearby. Is there a virtual keyboard that would allow me to create a Word document while I'm wearing VR? Like, is there a keyboard? I don't think so. Yeah. As far as what do you mean by virtual keyboard? Like something that you do with just your fingers that you don't have well, a physical thing to do? The, the VR set works, is manipulated by your eyes and fingers, they but said. All they like, showed was like the person tapping their finger right. together. They don't have complicated gestures yet. So I don't think we're there yet for the virtual keyboard, but probably it is coming, like, I would imagine. I, I thought they were, they were heavy on consuming information, but light on creating information. Yeah. Light, light on how do you create things that people do at work. So yeah. like, show me Photoshop, show me Word, like show me, show me some basics uh, and show how it would work where using this device. Like there's two things I thought. The first is this could cure carpal tunnel syndrome for people who are confined to using a laptop in a certain way. But the other thing I thought of is people with disabilities, how do they use this? Like right. if you don't have, can't make the finger motions is there a version of that for people with disabilities like uh, like there's a bunch of these questions that they did not address that i would like the answers to and probably in future iterations that's what we'll hear about but i i, I wouldn't buy this thing unless i could use it for to to do normal day-to-day -day tasks yeah, I just don't think we're there for the inputs yet. I think that, yeah. um, again, they just talked about, and how does it know that you're tapping your finger together, by the way? I, that wasn't made clear. Uh, sensors, sensors but it was very, inside, sensors outside. But it's not like the kind of thing where you can just go whoop and pull this open and make it wider. You have to like, it showed like a little thing on the edge where you like go to the corner and drag it to bring it open. So there's a little interactive thing. Like it's a very basic interface at this point. Yeah. And I think they're just going to expand that. And if you think about the way the iPhone I mean, the basic interface of the iPhone hasn't changed, and they kind of started the presentation by talking about their their revolutionary interfaces over the years. Um, but I think that you know the iPhone did did change quite a bit, and this this has the potential to do it as well. It does have the potential to change quite a bit of the way we interact with media. Yeah. Oh, I, I you know, I thought I thought that I couldn't be surprised by this, but yeah. it did it did surprise me, and just the level of tech. Like on one hand. It looks too heavy. It looks too cumbersome. It looks too big. The battery pack, uh, on the, it, like it attaches to your belt or in your pocket or whatever. That's bad. Because that's bad, but that would make the thing heavier. Right. And that's right. why. And so that's going to look like a remote control with a wire in future iterations. People aren't going to want that first one because it's going to look out of date quick. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like this will be, yeah, the yeah. Cheap, they'll, these the price will go down on these ones when they hit they'll the get secondary better. market, right? The next generation yeah. comes out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Think yeah. about how how worthless was an iPhone first generation when the next one came out, right? For sure. But, yeah, but 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 the idea that this eliminates hardware like screens. No, oh. I think that. The way, yeah, the way you're talking about, like in the work situation, and you got the yeah. your screen up like this, you're still using a mouse and a keyboard to interact with that screen for now, for work, for now. But yeah, yeah. eventually they'll get to the point where you can do the. I remember like, right. um, what's the what's the movie like uh, Keanu Reeves in, in Johnny Mnemonic, where he's like, <laughs> he's moving stuff around in virtual reality. Like that's what yeah. we're working towards. This Minority is just Report. Yes, Minority Report was another what? one. Tom Cruise, he's like pre the pre crime unit. I wonder if there's pre crimes on this thing that you can <laughs> blame people for before they do them. Yes, but that would he uses a glove for that, and they deliberately did not. But you had to think that they were talking about it at some point, including a glove in this, because that would be the natural or two gloves, uh, natural extension of this is to have some kind of way for your fingers to do more to, yeah. to actually move the, all of your fingers. And I imagine they'll sell some kind of peripheral at some point, or a third developer or a third party developer will develop a peripheral that will allow us to do stuff with this in VR. Right. With there, has, there has to be virtual keyboard, virtual computer. Like it all has to be the things that you can do without the Mac present. That's the other thing. If you can do everything on this device without needing a Mac or an iPhone or something else connected to it, then then you've got a license to print money because people will see it 
as a catch-all for things that they used to pay separately for. Right, and a MacBook costs a couple thousand bucks, so that would yep. be yeah. I buy that instead, but I, it cannot have the comp- the processing power of a MacBook. Like it's got to no. give it up somewhere. So it depends on what you want to use it for, right? But I think yeah. as a as a, like, what is the ideal price point for a device like this? Do you think? What do they need to get to to make it mass marketable? Thirty four dollars and ninety nine cents, just like Tim Cook says it is. No, I think I think it's got to be um, it's got to be in line with. It, uh, well, here's the question. If you can use it by itself as a separate piece of a device, not just to consume stuff, but to create, then I think you could sell them for $3,000. If you need other stuff, if you can't create on it, if you can only watch movies and stuff, then it's a far more niche audience. Um, and I just don't see it until it gets thinner and less clunky. I think this will be a device for people who travel lots. Yeah, people okay. with loads lo- with loads of money who travel lots who probably will pay that for it. But what like what's an Apple de- like an iPhone probably if you could well, spend so yeah like an iPhone Pro right but those cost yeah. a thousand bucks right right like, we forget how much they cost because we pay for them through our contracts but they yeah. generally cost like a thousand ish dollars so I think that's they where do. it needs to get to it needs to get to about a thousand bucks and maybe something like obviously people could probably buy it on on their credit cards or on payment yeah. plans or whatever. There's all kinds of Apple probably has a financing. I'm sure it would love to get your, your you know, get you making payments on it. Um, so yeah, that'll be, and it, that will probably happen fast. I imagine in the next few years, we're going to see it jump down to that price point. Yeah, it'll be, I think, I mean, this technology is like, as I say, I didn't think they were going to show anything that was any good. And then, and I still don't like the design of it all together. I think the, the, the actors looked awkward. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I, I can't believe they used the guy with the beard recording his kids. Got the red, <laughs> he's got the red beard and he's grinning and you're just like, oh, the, no. Well, here's, the, here's the line of the night. Here's the line of the night. We studied thousands of heads. Right. <laughs> I loved it. And the guy, by the way, it's not Johnny Ive, who used to be the guy, the British no. guy. It's a different British guy, but yeah. he sounds just like Johnny Ive. Did they find a guy from the same part of England? Did it's they like, he Johnny sounds Ive. exactly... <laughs> They fed Johnny Ive's voice into AI. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what it is. No, it's so it like I thought it was him. It sounded like him. I turned around. And go, oh, it's not him. It's some other guy who sounds just like him talking yeah. about the design of it and everything. So, anyway, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Study thousands of heads. Yeah, and, and how about you have to? For oh yeah, that's right. Two more things. When uh, you to get it, you need to go into the Apple Store to have your head measured or something right oh, yeah so that's that yes that's a step in the process and then mm-hmm. i was like what about people who wear glasses like me what right. am i supposed to do and then they show it's unclear like they show lenses this. there's lenses that need to be inserted into the thing as well well my vision changes yearly and i have to pay a thousand lousy dollars for a new pair of glasses almost every couple of years now is it the same with this VR device? Is that what they're saying is that you have to get cu- you have to get prescription lenses for this device if you want to use it. They show them being at a certain. They're, they're, the, the presentation goes over this so fast. I know. I agree. It's blink and you could miss it. But they show lenses being put into the device, and it was unclear. They go people with glasses just put the lenses in the device, and, and they leave out the part about it's thirty five hundred dollars plus however much your lenses are or and they said we partnered with this company but it was only one company yeah. and um, are we not going to get choices here or, or or an option to get this done like are they hoping this becomes commonplace like a standard issue thing because it's not going to people will just like wear contact lenses or something you know what i mean yeah. like they're just not gonna or not use it or be blurry have things be blurry for them well but here's the question do how does my ability to see close up and far away in real life how is that mimicked in VR? Can't VR take that problem away with adjustments? Like, because it's not its not 100 feet away from me like a movie theater screen. It's actually very close to my eyes. That's a very good so, question. Can VR yeah. be programmed to overcome vision impairments? Like, yeah. like uh, astigmatism or something like that, right? right? Like, that's a common thing that a lot of people have. Could I wonder, that's a good question. They need... They re, they, it is a good question. They need... Like to to dig a bit deeper into that. Like I when I saw those lenses going into the thing, I thought, who produces these lenses? Where do I go? Do I go get them from Apple? Yeah. They- See, I was not. I had a lot of questions too, but I was like, I thought they were like a thing to help it fit over your glasses better. I didn't understand that those lenses uh. were like a, a prescription they meant for you to actually 
uh, get your actual prescription done in those. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah, and it's, it's got to be an extra cost. And that's there's so yeah. many people with glasses, though. That's got to be, I don't know. That's so weird. Everybody over a certain age generally needs glasses for something. Right. And, and you know, hey, and they're, they, they, you know, we're in the demo that has some disposable income. So it works out well for Apple. But how I'm not going to buy. I don't like wearing contact lenses. I wear glasses no. all the time for reading and stuff, but I'm not yeah. going to do that. I don't Me care neither. about that stuff. Me neither. And, and what it, what of people wearing contact lenses? Like they just weren't clear about what we're like, because it do, it's not we aren't looking far away. It mimics looking far away. Mm-hmm. So how does that. What, so what do I need? So if I wear contacts when I put this on, I'm good? Or I need to take the contacts out when I put this on? Right. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. And, unclear, and once again, very unclear. We're talking about probably, oh, I'm going to say 70% of the demo that might buy this probably wears glasses. I would agree because, yeah, yeah, because it's an older, more affluent demographic, right? That's what they're looking for. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's, it's yeah. going to be the hot item this Christmas for all the rich kids in town. <laughs> It'll be yeah. like when uh, when Nintendo came out and every, all the rich kids got the Nintendos first and uh, all we had to go over to a friend's house to, to play Nintendo. That's what I had to do anyway. Um, so we'll it'll be like that. We'll go to the Apple store. I guess, yeah, right go to the Apple store and play yeah. with it. Yeah, I guess we'll have to do that when it comes out and see how it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, but my kids were not too jazzed about it. They're, they're kind of over the whole VR thing. Like, I bought yeah. Jack an Oculus, and he's like, ah, oh, he doesn't use it very much. And, and certainly this is much, much slimmer than that. I bought yeah. that maybe three, four years ago, and this is a, a good step down. Like, it's not as big as it, it could be. Yeah. Um, but... It certainly does seem still too bulky. And I think the issue of wearing it in public, people are not going to like that. It's going to be the same thing as Google Glass, and that's going to hurt hurt this thing in the end. Yeah, it could. It could. And 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 uh, what it's being used for, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it, it, all we need is one bad example early on of somebody using it for bad purposes, and then that could be, yeah. you know, depending on what it is or what happens. Because, you know, there's lots of stuff. You know, of course, when you're wearing VR... And you're recording or whatever. Are you know? Are you going to fall down the stairs? Are we going to now have videos of people getting killed while they've got while they're shooting video on their VR? I mean, there's lots of things that could go wrong here. Now, I trust that that Apple has thought about all of this stuff because they they're they're one of the more thoughtful tech companies. But I don't like. There's just lots that could go wrong that I see. But also at the same time, I'm just blown away by the tech. I'm uh, how what they could accomplish. Um, given modern day technology, it's yeah. like it's when you think of the future. Oh my goodness! Well, the future is now, is what I think. This is exactly yeah. the kind of stuff we saw in movies and TV shows when we were kids. Yeah. And again, I said Strange Days. I said Ready Player One. There's a couple of other ones that come to mind as well. Oh, the yeah. Lawn- Lawnmower Man, maybe. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> maybe not that man. one. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's an exciting time. But it's certainly, uh, well, maybe when when I'm next time I'm down at the mall, I'll go check it out at the Apple Store whenever it comes out. I guess not till the spring, right? Next year. Sometimes we'll like probably have to make an appointment to even go look at it. Probably, I, yeah, I guess. I They're all serious, serious yeah. entries only for this one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want you. They don't want it just tires. out in the open. Yeah, yeah I don't All think right. so. Because I've seen what I see in the Apple store is already pretty bad. Is it? So, okay. Oh, I haven't been in oh there in years. God. Last right. time I went there, I bought my iPhone and there was a girl uh, who I guess just goes there every night to play the hits and uh, dancing around, dance around the Apple store listening. And everybody just ignored her while she uh, listened to whatever it was. She, she could only listen in the Apple store because she wouldn't buy the damn thing. Well, she's listening so, on an iPad or something? No, no, she plugged into something. I can't remember what, but like oh, wire sure. plugged into something dancing around. <laughs> so, okay. uh, yeah, there you go. So imagine the atmosphere the to the Apple thing. store. By the way, we, there's one thing we haven't seen with this VR, and that is Tim Cook wearing it. Oh, it's true. Yeah, he should he should have really been yeah. wearing it. That's Put it on cool. your big head. Let's see, your, let's see how your eyes look through that thing, Tim. Oh, yeah, wait, he wears glasses. He can't. That's right. That's what I, that's <laughs> why I want to see. I want to see like what like that that to me like the CEO should have that on at some yes, point. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, maybe they couldn't get a working model in time, right? That that's always a yeah. story from that first iPhone. Is that that first iPhone that Steve Jobs was using was barely operational and and it's a miracle it survived the demo and they had a bunch of backups and everything going. So uh, it could be that situation where they just don't have a workable. De- yet. But, yeah, it could be. Although, I don't know. but it was it was pre-produced though, so they could. Uh, account for some of that stuff 
I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I did. I honestly didn't like that it was pre-produced. I liked the audience reaction. I think yeah. it's always been a part of this. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, but it doesn't seem like they're going to go back to that because this they have more control this way. And then it's yeah. probably a good thing they didn't because that oh, what it sounded awful in the context of the presentation uh, live like that to have the crowd yeah. just go oh man, it's expensive because they're all basically they're all disappointed that they can't buy from themselves. Is why they did that. Right. So anyway. Yeah, right, though. Controlled media versus uh, owned media and controlled versus uh, earned media, which uh, you have no control over. And, yeah, it could have it could they could fall on their butts. But I, but all things considered, um, I don't know. I was far more impressed with the technology than I thought I would be, uh, you know, with some with fear for the future of humanity. Because <laughs> well, <laughs> it is and, yeah. As much good. as they didn't say AI, AI still exists and still is a threat to humanity. So, on those, yeah. on that, on that note, let's move on to recommendations. Uh, what do you have this weekend? Uh, you go first. Uh, I got to okay. think for a second. Uh, well, I'm gonna. What do you think? I'm gonna recommend Strange New Worlds, which is coming up on season two. Uh, I think this week or next week soon in June anyway. Uh, which is a Star Trek spinoff. And they've done some interesting stuff with Star Trek. I have been watching Star Trek every day. For the last year and a half, basically, since the beginning of 2022, I just started with The Next Generation and worked my way through one episode. Oh, well, not always every day, like just part of an episode, maybe, but just working my way through all of them. And I did DS9 and Voyager. Now I'm on to Enterprise, mm-hmm. uh, which is not as good. I'm struggling through Enterprise. But to supplement that, I thought, well, there are all these new fun shows. I guess it started with Picard because Picard really sucked and really got me uh, kind of soured on the whole modern Star Trek thing. And I, and I did start, I started Discovery when it first came out, but I got, I didn't like the way they ended that first season. Uh, so I kind of got soured on that. So I just thought, well, what about the strange new worlds? Let's see what this is all about. And I really had no idea what the premise was or what it was, what it was supposed to be. But I really, I didn't realize, and I went back and watched Discovery is that the inter, the whole premise is introduced in the second season of Discovery. So you do have to watch that to get what's going on in strange new worlds. But it is basically Captain Christopher Pike with the Enterprise, the first Enterprise, before Kirk took over. So this is like the first couple of years of the five-year mission, and Pike is in charge, Spock is there, um, there's Nurse Chapel, there's a couple of the characters from the original series represented, including Kirk, uh, which is kind of fun. Uh, and I've really enjoyed it, not just because it evokes nostalgia, but because it really is interesting and different from other stuff that Star Trek is doing. They are really like pushing the envelope as far as storytelling, breaking the reality stuff and and all kinds of different things. And even as far as special effects go, they're using more practical effects, animatronic creatures, more Star Wars-y than ever, I would say, for this uh, season of Star Trek. So Star Trek Brave New Worlds is a, a fantastic oh. uh, series. Uh, I love the first season. I blew through it. And then I was just like, oh, oh, is there more? And I'm like, oh, shit, no, season two has got to, you got to wait for season two. So it's coming. And I'm filling the gap with Discovery. I'm catching up with Discovery, which isn't as good. I'll say it. I don't think Discovery is as interesting. When you bring time travel into the mix, everything changes. And that's, I mean, to be fair, there is a bit of time travel in, in Strange New Worlds, but not, doesn't mainly affect things. It just kind of supplements the story. Uh, but it's very good. I like everything. I like the cast. I like all everybody who's in it. Even like when they represent Kirk and other figures, it's fun. Excellent. That's and that's a great like recommendation. Crave. That's I'm Crave uh, in, in Canada, I guess. Excellent. Good recommendation. Yeah. I'll, I, I will definitely check that out. Um, I'm going to recommend something that I did, wasn't even aware existed. And it's a movie from not that long ago. Two movies, actually, from not that long ago, um, which I thought would, you know, even even seeing the picture for the movie, when I, the still, made me not want to watch it. But I did because I heard it was good. And that is Denzel Washington in The Equalizer. Have you seen it? I feel like I started watching it, but I turned it off. <laughs> okay. So it's basically Not Denzel. Not because it was bad, though, because I just didn't no. have time for it. I, I realized what kind of yeah. movie it was, and I was like, ah, I don't know. And I just, it didn't strike me at the time. So, but it's, you know, it's a good quality movie overall, right? Yeah, well, there's two There's two of them. Yeah. There's uh, uh, The Equalizer Part 1, which I think is on Prime, and then The Equal in Canada, and then Equalizer Part 2, which is on Netflix. Okay. <laughs> so they oh, each have one. Okay, so, well, I have both, so okay. Um, And I heard they're good, so I watched the first one, and it's, uh, what I like about it, well, first of all, Denzel Washington is John Wick. Okay, let's get, (laughs) let's start there. He needs to get some revenge. 
he needs revenge. All right. So you sort of start with a hacky plot. And and when I say hacky, I'm like, no hacky stone is unturned. However, the film and Denzel believes this stuff. So you kind of go along with it. You're like, well, he's a great actor. There's no denying that. And he's too good for this. For sure, he's too good for this. But the film asks, and in its final bit, and there's no spoilers here, but the film asks a question that I didn't realize we needed answered, which is, how many ways could you kill people with things that you find at Home Depot? <laughs> okay? Oh, how many ways? And so you're kind of like, probably a million. So in the film, Denzel works at a Home Depot. It's called something else. <laughs> And so you oh, know they where, couldn't even get the real real branding off. <laughs> no, no, they couldn't get the real brand. So at some point in the film, you know that it's basically home alone at Home Depot. And you know he's gonna have to he's gonna have to on the fly <laughs> figure out set some stuff up. Oh, and yeah. so um the it takes probably too long to set the bowling pins up, but when they get knocked down, it is uh, such a delight. And so I give the first one a little edge over the second one. The second one is good in its own way. It's shorter, gets to the point a little faster. But for my money, the first one, you want Home Depot. That's what you want. And, okay. and it's so and it became it's like comedy at a certain point. Oh, that's fun. So so well, yeah, that's so I who knew? I didn't even know these movies existed and they're great. I knew they existed. Yeah. I knew that it was based on the TV show, right? There was the Equalizer TV show back in the day. Um, and I suspect this came out of, if you describe it as like John Wick, and it's also, I feel like yeah. all those came out of Taken. Really, that was yeah. kind of the first one that kicked off this trend. And this, I was just checking the dates on it. And yeah, Taken came out first. This came out after it. So it was like, it was basically, it was Denzel's Taken series. Like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I kick ass and, and do all kinds of the crazy things. I I mean, the idea of Home Alone in a Home Depot sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I saw like the adult home alone that comes to mind for me is the Rambo. I think I have it right here. Yeah. Rambo last oh, blood, yep. which is home alone with Rambo uh, in his, in his series of tunnels that he built. It's <laughs> yeah. really weird. And I, I, I didn't like it. It was very bad. Um, but that, it also kind of starts yeah. off like taken, like it's like, yeah. he has to go find his daughter and rescue his daughter, but then it becomes home alone with Rambo. Not a good move, but you're saying this is a good home alone. If, yeah. I, I agree with you that that Rambo has its moments for sure. But yeah, that, that storyline goes nowhere. And it also relies on Rambo somehow getting them to his house. And, <laughs> and like they're, they're, there's there's a lot of weird kind yeah. of like it's hard to let the mind go there but I, there's some there's some thrills in that ramble i think as a as a hacky premise with a better execution i think equalizer has a better execution oh. than that That's yeah cool. next time i'm in the mood for some action I'll, I'll check it out and they make it they, they make it work they make they make the plot work in a way that's a little more believable cool all right well, that's going to do it for this episode of The Meat Eaters. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass.